0: Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons.
1: It's not just any edition, it's just not another edition. It is the last day of winter edition of The Ride Home. That's what I'm talking about. It's the last day of winter. Go on now.
2: Who doesn't want to have a little more of that?
1: Musty self out of there, right? It's the last day. It's nice, fabulous. Sure is. Good to see you, Kath. A little sunny out there, kind of
2: happy. I thought I'd uh, put on some nautical stripes to kind of, you know, bring in a little thoughts of the water,
1: seaside. A little seaside theme. I had a little cap, I'd put it on, but I don't. You see people with rooms that have like that seaside sort of accoutrement, right? I like that
2: when you're at the seaside. It's just weird when it's like you know they live in Omaha and they have
1: it. It's a commitment. It's because you miss the sea, right? What I if your name is like what captain? Is. What if you're, you know.
2: But what about if you, if you like rent an Airbnb? Like I say this, like I do this all the time. Like right. this is what I, this is just what I do. I go but, to the old
1: Airbnb. <laughs>
2: well, no. What if you, if you go to an Airbnb at yeah. the ocean and yeah. it has a nautical theme, oh, like that's, that's that a couple of seashells, good, right?
1: some netting. Yeah. I'm always a little leery of the netting thing. Are but. you? You never know what's gonna happen. you yeah, You don't want to get <laughs> caught up in that. You got a net in your room. It's not I like pay for it's this. not like it's hanging like in a doorway though. It's still it's like, you know, just a little display. I don't really need it. I don't need a seaside display. Especially if you're at the sea. You just look out the window.
2: I like, you know, there are a couple places that I've walked, you know, a couple destinations that I've traveled to. Hmm. And I walk past like rental properties and I think, I'd like to stay there.
1: Because of the seaside display
2: because of, but if there's a seaside display in there, I think I'd be happy to see it.
1: Really? The only time I really care about it is like when you walk by Long John Silver's. And you go, that'd be nice to have some fried clams. Give me I, a fish sandwich.
2: You know, I fully acknowledge how unhealthy it is, but I love Long John Silver's. The The fish and chicken platter with the hush puppies.
1: I'm all for it. it. Here's the problem. When's the last time you went to a Long John Silver's?
2: It's been about two Three decades? decades. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Because then they turned into Long John Silver's slash A&W, A&W Root
2: Beer, which I don't understand the connection there.
1: I think it was just, you know, trying to write right the ship, so yeah, to I, speak. Think, on, I think on that's a exactly float, what it was. I don't on think it had float. a whole
2: lot to do with fish or root beer. <laughs>
1: exactly. But I think. All right. Last Day of Winter edition. Friday edition. What time is it, please?
2: It is time for me to tell you. Yes your weekend has begun
1: very nice your springtime weekend has begun it's seven minutes past the four o'clock hour on a sunny friday afternoon i'd say at least in this corner of the world the spare room all is right and well right very mm-hmm. good all right so uh, without further ado we've been farting around there a little bit haven't I'm we Kid. uh let's get to the news stories today okay the top four at four would you please now kath top four at four
2: happy to do it for friday march 19th 2021 Number 1. The CDC cut in half the distance students should remain from one another in classrooms, a step that could speed the reopening of schools. In guidelines updated today according to the Wall Street Journal, the nation's public health agency said K through 12 students should remain at least 3 feet apart in classrooms rather than the 6 feet it had oh. recommended previously, a change that said was made possible by new scientific findings. Right.
1: Do you think everybody is paying attention to the old six foot border? I don't
2: really know.
1: How about like two inches to one inch for (laughs) like a lot of kids? How about an eighth of a millimeter to get out of my face?
2: (laughs) Number two. Former Pennsylvania Health Secretary Rachel Levine is under pressure from the U.S. House Republicans to provide more details about our state's missing nursing home data ahead of her confirmation to a post in the Biden administration. Now listen to this. According to the Spotlight PA report and today's TRIB, House and Senate Republicans are calling on the State Department of Health to provide more details about its overall approach to nursing homes, citing Spotlight PA's report on how historically weak oversight and failed plans hampered the COVID-19 response. In a letter to Levine, four Republican House Ways and Means Committee members, including Republican Mike Kelly and Fuller, asked Levine to address several questions about why data for COVID-19 cases and deaths was and continues to be missing from public reports, consistently missing data for more than 100 of the state's 693 nursing homes. How about that? That's, That's a lot. It's a fair question, isn't it? It is. It is an absolutely fair question. Yeah. Levine, who oversaw the state health department during the first year of the pandemic, was nominated by the president to serve as assistant health secretary. Right. Our nomination moves to the Senate.
1: Really? Yeah. To the yeah, out of
2: committee into the Senate. But Number
1: he's three. Answer the questions first. He's questions.
2: Uh, They decided to move it along.
1: Oh, what? Wait, yeah, they're moving it wait, along to the, the question, overall and, and Senate. Yeah, they and, want, they're, and, so they and, and they're anyway? wanting
2: her to answer the questions well, as the process moves forward. I'm not defending them. I'm just telling you what happened.
1: Oh, let me answer a question. Oh, you never an answer? Okay, so Just go ahead. Go. You just go.
2: This <laughs> is crappy today. Looks like decision makers at Pitt are planning a return to full in-person operations at the university's Oakland campus, as well as campuses in Greensburg, Johnstown, Bradford, and Titusville. The Trib is reporting that Pitt Chancellor Gallagher on Thursday announced that the school, which has operated on a limited in-person basis since the pandemic shutdown, plans to return to normal ops this fall. Right? That includes reopening university housing at normal capacity, offering a full range of on-campus activities. Mike is eating chips. And number four, from
1: three today. three apart, am sorry, to one foot apart.
2: Wait, I'm sorry, what were you saying?
1: By the fall, we'll go from three feet apart to one foot apart. Maybe <laughs> Thank two
2: you foot. for Keep keeping you track of distance. Number four, today's the last day of winter for 2021. Spring starts tomorrow, so take heart, all ye people. And that's your top four at four.
1: Well, that's the best top four at four, considering it's the springtime edition. Isn't that good news? Isn't yeah, it's, it's really good. good super I mean, excited about it. The winter, the winter uh, on severity. If you were a critic and you were going to judge, because right, everybody's a critic. If you're going to leave like a, an Amazon review of this, mm-hmm. of this winter, would you give it how many stars? And okay. What would you say about it?
2: Thank you for asking. On a scale of one to 10, 10 being the worst winter.
1: I'm saying five because it's an Amazon thing. All like right. you, Oh, it's You're going to buy five. this okay. winter. All right. So
2: read. if I'm buying this winter on Amazon, um, I would say this taking into account the fact that I worked from home this winter mm. and did not have to drive very much in it. I'm going to give it a three Three a, stars. Yeah. <laughs> on a scale of severity. However, we got a lot of snow and it was very, very cold. Mm. So if I did have to drive, like many people listening to this program, I think I'd give it a four and a half out of five. It's pretty rough.
1: Four and a half. Uh, oh, you're, now wait a second. You're saying it was rough, so you're giving it more stars because I think you yeah, give it less Yeah, on a scale stars.
2: of severity, five oh. being the most severe.
1: Oh no! Well, usually the Amazon thing is how much do you like it, and that's how many stars you get, right? Well, this is that's a this is a complicated game. No, no, it's not complicated. I Haven't feel you ever like rated anything on Amazon? You're bringing in rules that I didn't understand. No. Right?
3: You, have asked you never me how much rated I anything
2: like on it? it.
1: But have you not rated anything on Amazon? <laughs> never yes i have i then, thought we okay. were rating it
2: on severity not how much i liked it
1: no i'm just rating overall if it was an am like you all of a sudden you were checking out or you had bought it in the oh i'm gonna leave this little note <laughs> to everybody else about the sun this the is winter why we appreciate show
2: except that we didn't talk about this today i mean
1: so i would go the opposite i would say i would say good winter some snow some cold but you know overall good winter i'd give it a good solid and a, and a positive four stars four star winter
2: If you had to drive in this winter, you'd never give it a four.
1: I didn't. That's why I'm giving it a four.
2: (laughs) If you'd like to rate the winter on Amazon. I'll be happy to put up a post on our Facebook page. Rate to ride the winter, Kathy. I would you say rate that the, or again, if, you'd like to, if you'd like to rate it on a scale of severity, which makes more sense to me, but you know, whatever. I'm just here along for the ride. Leave an Amazon well.
1: review for this winter. That's what I would say. Okay. Right?
2: All right. That's good. All right. We're going to step away when we come back. Andy Masick, president and CEO of the Senator John Hines History Center, comes up next American democracy, a great leap of faith. It's a new exhibit. We're going to talk about all the details coming up next. It's the Friday edition. Lots of fun ahead
3: on the ride home. 101.5 WORD.
4: Hi, I'm Gino Geraci. This week on The Christian Outlook, sponsored by the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. After the House passes the Equality Act, we'll look at hearings before the Senate Judiciary Committee.
3: In the name of inclusivity, you'll have made life far less inclusive for America's women and girls.
4: All this and more... Be sure to join us and visit our website at christianoutlook.com. The Christian Outlook, Sunday night at 10 on 101.5 WORD. Join Alistair Begg, Laura Story, and Michael O'Brien on the Deeper Faith
0: Alaska cruise the summer of 2021.
4: Hello, I'm Alistair Begg, and I'm excited
5: to tell you that I'll be joining my friends at Salem Media Group in the summer of 2021 to host a cruise to Alaska. And I'm hoping that you can join me. Alaska, as you know, is filled with glaciers, rugged mountains, and wildlife, a land where God's design and majesty are constantly on display. If you've ever dreamed of exploring this amazing place, now's your opportunity, especially as we'll experience the wonders of Alaska in a community of other believers. And this from the comfort of our first-class ship. The week will be enhanced as my friends Laura Story and Michael O'Brien lead us in worship, and as together we look at God's Word for both challenge
4: and inspiration. I look forward to seeing you there. Sign up now, 855-565-5519, or log on to deeperfaithcruise.com.
5: and start saving. Here it is. Call eight four four forty five 45 bible That's eight four four forty five 45 bible Eight four four forty five 45
6: bible I'm a North Hills girl, and I'm proud to serve that community that I've grown up with. Stock Family Dentistry's Dr. Megan Stock. Nobody in my family was a dentist. It was kind of this innate thing planted in my heart since about first grade. And so God leading me down this path, it's been incredible to not only see my passion come to life, but to be able to do it at home is incredible.
7: Exceptional Dentistry, Compassionate Care. Stock Family Dentistry, Perry Highway in Wexford. Visit StockFamilyDentistry.com.
1: It's fair to say that when we as Americans think of the cradle of democracy, American democracy, we look as Pittsburghers, especially longingly at our city to the east, Philadelphia. Of course, you think about Continental Congress, the Declaration of Independence, the Liberty Bell, they've got all those. Well, the fact of the matter is, though Pittsburgh's not totally left out of that conversation, Andy Masick is with us. Andy's the president and the CEO of the Senator John Heinz History Center. There's a brand new exhibition at the uh, the Senator Senator John Heinz History Center opened last Saturday, called "American Democracy." Andy's here to talk to us about that and Pittsburgh's role in it. Hey, Andy, welcome back. Hey, it's good to be with you.
2: All right. It is super good to hear from you, Andy. But, you know, when John was bringing this up, all of a sudden it was like the tension between Pittsburgh and Philadelphia again. Right. Natural it's, tension. It is a natural tension because <laughs> we find ourselves, you know, always compared to them, except I think we're superior, which could be part of the problem. Andy, talk about the um, American democracy exhibit and how much of it is, is particular to Pittsburgh.
8: Well, What we've done is worked with the Smithsonian Institution to create an exhibit called American Democracy, A Great Leap of Faith. And it's all about how our country was created, uh, what was behind that, and then how it's evolved over the last 250 years. And you're right. uh, The Philadelphians have a pretty good claim uh, to uh, being the, the place where the founding fathers gathered, and in Independence Hall, and crafting documents uh, like the U.S. Constitution that's still with us today. But uh, Pittsburgh had a role uh, to play as well, and whether it's uh, Benjamin Franklin uh, helping to uh, to wrest this uh, country uh, out of the wilderness, and uh, George Washington uh, founding Pittsburgh. Uh, or whether it's the great migration that occurred uh, in the early years of the 20th century when immigrants came from all over the world to seek jobs in Pittsburgh's mills and factories, and and they became citizens, and it was Pittsburgh that started uh, teaching those newcomers to our uh, nation Uh, how to be Americans, and they developed a book on naturalization, how to become like a natural-born citizen. And that means they had to learn English and they had to study civics and American history in order to pass a test. And so Pittsburgh kind of pioneered that, uh, that training of immigrants to become citizens. And that's that. what one of the things you'll learn in this exhibit that we've created is if if you go through this whole exhibit you will be able to pass the citizenship test.
1: Really? I mean cuz the citizenship yeah. that's not an easy test to pass, is it Andy? Well,
8: well, it is easy. That's the thing. There are 100 questions on the citizenship test and they range from things like who is the first president of the United States? We know that, right? Yes,
9: yes. Mm-hmm.
8: It, it George, was Washington. George Washington, of course. How many stripes are there on the United mm-hmm. States flag? Uh, well, there are 13. 13? And what are those? Yeah. And what are those uh, symbolize?
2: For the original, original colonies.
8: colonies. That the 13 original colonies or uh, states. Uh, and then they get a little bit harder. Like, uh, how many senators are there in uh, Congress? We know there, there are a nice. hundred two two for each state. Uh, and uh, do you know how long a senator is elected for? What what the term of a senator is? Six Tenators. years. Six <laughs> years, right? And how about a how about a representative um, in the House of Representatives? How long are they elected for? Two years. Two years, and so why do you think senators get six years and representatives get only two years? Well, the idea, the original idea was that that the representatives would be more in tune or in touch with the people. Um, Public opinions could influence those representatives, but the senators, they were supposed to be not immune to public opinion, but uh, provide a more stable balancing check on the House of Representatives. So all these things are found in the citizenship test that new citizens have to take. It's estimated that about six out of 10 Americans could not pass the citizenship test that's that's offered today. And we want to change that. By the 250th anniversary of the United States, and if if we're counting from 1776, that would be 2026 would be the 250th anniversary, we'd like most Americans to be able to pass the citizenship
1: test. Really? Okay. So you have five years to bring everybody's test scores up, Andy.
8: That's right. And so one way they can do it is come to American democracy and they'll learn about how um, the the British government uh didn't allow the Americans on this continent uh, the right to d- uh, vote for their own taxes. And that really ticked off people like Samuel Adams and Ben Franklin wasn't too happy about it uh, either. And so, you know, uh, people like that uh Said, you know, maybe we should break off from England uh, and form a government of the people, by the people and for the people, not for the king, uh, not for parliament, but a government based on ideas and made up of regular people. And that was a big idea. This was the first nation in the world that was created based on that
1: principle. Andy Masick is with us. He's the president and the CEO of the Senator John Hines History Center in the Strip District. A brand new exhibition, American Democracy, premiered last weekend and continues on. Andy, talk about this, the collaboration. What is that like to have the Smithsonian, all those resources, all those great historians, all that sort of engine of creativity as well to show America's Attic in this exhibition What involvement is that like with uh, Senator John Hines' History Center and the collaboration between the two?
8: That's a good way to put it, John. Uh, America's Attic. The Smithsonian has access to 144 million objects and specimens, the artifacts, the stuff of history. And uh, they're in warehouses in Suitland, Maryland, and packed into the basement of the Smithsonian Museums on the Mall in Washington. Well, our curators get to choose from among those artifacts and specimens. And, you know, what do you select? Uh, well, uh, George Washington's lap desk and uh, a clump of his hair uh, or Is it uh, banners and posters and political campaign buttons uh, from uh, political campaigns past? Those are the kinds of things that are in the exhibition, but the exhibition is really about ideas. And uh, it's about um, who gets the right to vote. Uh, Originally, it was just men. It was just white men. Um, And so over time, Uh, um, uh, women got the right uh, to vote in 1920. Um, African uh, men, African-American men uh, got the the right to vote uh, shortly after the Civil War, and yet there were obstacles to uh, their full uh, enjoyment of the franchise, of the right to vote. And so the exhibit talks about uh, how uh, how we have engaged with our government and with politics. It gets into protests and uh, how we change the uh, the law, the Constitution, by by legal means. Uh, it talks about voting. And so I think you'll find as you go through this exhibit, you'll find the stories of the average Americans, uh, many of them Pittsburghers, uh, People who protested in the 1790s because they didn't like the taxes on whiskey here in western Pennsylvania and how George Washington had to lead an army back to western Pennsylvania to suppress the whiskey rebellion. Uh, So it hasn't all been pretty, this evolution of our democracy, but it's been something of, by, and for the people. Do you remember who said those words of the people, by the people, for the people? He um, said it in Pennsylvania in 1863 Abraham Lincoln. at a place called – that's right, the Gettysburg Address. Abraham Lincoln probably uttered the, the most famous presidential address in history. And in that, he recognized that the Civil War was a test of our democracy, and he said the whole world was watching uh, to see whether uh, this nation or any nation so conceived uh, in, in the ideas and ideals of liberty could long endure. Remember, it was only 80 years after the founding of the nation that the Battle of Gettysburg, the greatest battle on this continent during the Civil War, was fought. And people wondered, hey, is that American experiment really going to last? Do you think it will endure? Well, 250 years later, we're coming up on our 250th, we're still here. And in some ways, we're still a beacon of hope for people around the world.
2: Andy, I've said this on the air before, but I was in Europe a Almost It's almost two summers ago. And the thing that really surprised me when I was in Germany was hearing young people, this is girls who were in high school, actually use the term the land of the free, the home of the brave, in, when they're talking about America, and they're very serious when they talked about it. Um, wow. it, was, it, that, it was. That ins- made
8: the ha- hair on the back of my neck stand up. Uh, Listen, I really was so did.
2: I. That's how I experienced it too, and it wasn't just I heard that from one girl. I heard that from several girls, and I thought to myself, "Now, isn't this interesting? There, you know, Germany is just an incredibly it is an incredibly complicated history." Um, but current day, Germany is incredibly beautiful. It's incredibly clean. It seems like the most orderly place that you'd ever want to be. It just seems like things mm-hmm. are taken care of. Right. But they were longing. I mean, they, when you, what do you want to do with your future? I want to go to America. I want to live in America. I want I mean, it was all about, we want to see what this land of the free is all about.
10: Mm-hmm.
8: You know, it's great to hear that uh, from outsiders looking at, in at us, because sometimes we feel like, well, maybe we haven't lived up to the promise of America. And we haven't.
2: But that doesn't mean and, that the promise was wrong.
8: That's right. And it doesn't mean that we can't change it. That's the right. great thing about our democracy, that the, the Constitution and our laws are, are meant to be uh, responsive to our needs. And they're changeable, uh, if if the people agree on it, and there's a process for it. it it's a it's a, a legal, uh, you know, the rule of law prevails here, and uh, and there's a process for it. And yeah, there's sometimes shouting, and uh, uh, it sometimes gets ugly in uh, politics. Uh, but at the end of the day, uh, we are in this together to form a more perfect union. That's what it says in the Constitution, mm-hmm. that we, the people, in order to form a more perfect union, we, we had a union. Uh, during the Revolutionary War, the 13 colonies banded together. They created states. It was, uh, they had a system called uh, the Articles of the Confederation. They, the 13 states confederated or banded together. But it wasn't really working. The states were kind of going off doing their own thing, and uh, it was hard to get concerted effort even to fight the British. Uh, So in 1787, they created a constitution that every state ratified. And they said, in order to form a more perfect union, you know, we want to be together. We want to be united, uh, and we've got to have rules uh, to guide us and that's what the constitution was and is today
1: american democracy a great leap of faith at the senator john heinz history center in collaboration with the smithsonian institution andy masick's been our guest the president and the ceo of the senator john heinz history center andy um The um, exhibition goes on for a while. What about um, people showing up, um, able to go through things even in the COVID age, uh, hours of operation and and all the safety protocol?
8: You know, we're open seven days a week from 10 to 5. We ask that people wear their masks. Our staff are similarly masked. Uh, We scrub that museum down uh, every day. We have great filter systems required by the Smithsonian Institution, So uh, our filtration is actually better than most hospitals uh, in town, and uh, we'd love to see family groups coming. We're seeing about 60 percent of what we normally see this time of year in terms of attendance, and we've got 350,000 square feet of uh, exhibits. So uh, there's plenty of room for everyone, and I I hope that they'll come and uh, see American democracy.
9: Very exciting.
1: We'll take a quick break. Listen, encourage you to go down to the History Center, have a nice day in the Strip, do some little lunch, and spend a few hours that, wandering around. Go to that around.
9: awesome
2: gift shop, my favorite gift shop mm-hmm. in Pittsburgh.
1: Yep, Senator John Hines History Center. Thanks, Andy. You bet. Uh- Back in a few minutes with the weekly This or That. Stick around. The right Home, Pittsburgh's Christian talk.
0: The following is a true story. I had a lady that was in her mid-70s, and I'd sold her timeshare. And that was the lowest I'd ever felt in my life. I knew then that I had to do something to simply not to go to hell for selling timeshare.
11: Chuck McDowell founded Wesley Financial Group to help folks cancel their timeshares permanently.
0: Called her and everybody that I had sold timeshare to and I said this is what I said to you that was a lie and this is what you need to do to cancel your timeshare. From that point people started referring friends to me to help them cancel the timeshare, and that's how it all started. I fought the world's largest timeshare company in federal court. If I had lost that lawsuit, there would be no one helping people that have been lied to when they bought timeshare. If we take you as a client, we will cancel your timeshare, or we'll give your money back. That's what makes us different.
11: Call Wesley Financial Group now for a free information kit. 800-707-8989. That's 800-707-8989. 800-707-8989.
9: My name is Namritha Singh Gujral. I am a filmmaker and an immigrant. My film, America's Forgotten, uncovers the unintended consequences of a broken immigration system.
4: The seven-year-old girl died in the desert. This child came from the country of India.
9: I'm living in Tachar. I can go to the police. I never expected this journey would lead me to a truth that I never intended to find.
4: A great pillar of the community was killed by a man who had been deported at least twice. The public would be outraged if they knew the truth.
9: I found how much Americans are being lied to regarding our immigration policies at the border. My friends, my industry, even my family, all rallied against the final message of this film. All credits had to be hidden for fear of retribution. If you care about the future of America, you should watch America's Forgotten.
7: For additional savings, enter promo code Pittsburgh at checkout at SalemNow.com. At Eden Christian Academy, hope is rising. Hope that is secure in God, that builds faith, and inspires a love that can't be stopped. Eden is where parents find hope in a true educational partner, where students see faith woven into every subject and where teachers model the love of Christ to every child from pre-K through 12th grade. Schedule a personal tour at any of their three North Hills campuses and witness the hope, faith, and love that Eden can offer your child at EdenChristianAcademy.org.
4: Welcome back to Customize and Save with Liberty Mutual Insurance Company, the game show where you only pay for what you need. And we're out of time. Only pay for what you need at LibertyMutual.com.
3: Liberty, 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 Liberty. We are everywhere. On your radio at 101.5 WORD-FM. Pittsburgh at WordFM.com. The Word FM mobile app. iHeart. Tune in. And at Radio.com.
11: Clear skies expected for tonight with a low of 24. Tomorrow we'll see plenty of sunshine. Expect a high tomorrow of 56. Clear skies tomorrow night with a low of 30. Sunday will be mild with plenty of sunshine. Sunday expect a high of 62. Monday mild, plenty of sunshine, the high 63. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm forecaster Drew Shannon.
1: It's time now for This or That, our weekly delve into the ridiculous. Uh, It is ridiculous. I have uh, 10 things I present to Kath. No comment. You just choose this or that, and then she does likewise. Kath, uh, as always, uh, your choice, first or last.
2: Uh, You go first, John.
1: All right. The color blue, the color green.
2: Blue. Mm -hmm. Seven days a week.
1: Swimming in a lake. Swimming in the ocean.
2: Yeah, I think I would take swimming in a lake. Oh, really? Yeah. The fear factor. Mm-hmm. I've had some close calls in the ocean.
1: Meandering. Wanderlust.
2: Mhm. <laughs> uh, I'm more acquainted with wanderlust.
1: Okay. A sparrow. A robin.
2: You got to go with the robin. Oh. I think you do.
1: Winds from the west. Sun from the south.
2: Sun from the south. I I don't like wind. Don't you? No.
1: A forsythia hedge. Hmm. A daffodil.
2: Uh, I'm going to go forsythia, which I know Mm. is an unpopular choice. No, no,
1: no. That's my choice. Mm.
2: Oh, is it? Okay. Oh,
1: yeah. A new bottle of sunscreen. Mm-hmm. A new pair of sunglasses.
2: Sunglasses. Oh, yes.
1: That's a treat, isn't it? Yeah. Watching someone cut the grass. Watching someone pay the bills.
2: <laughs> I do them both, John. <laughs> I, said it. I mean, it's more enjoyable to watch someone cut the grass because it's prettier out there, but I still feel guilty.
1: What's your choice? This (laughs) or that? Grass. Cut the grass. Having a hoagie named after you. Having a pierogi named after you.
2: I would go with the pierogi,
1: Mm, please. Very good. Okay. Mm All right. That's my this or that. It's the low key spring version.
2: I like it. All right. I hear your low key spring version. Mm -hmm. And I give you the tomorrow is the first spring. First day of spring edition of oh, this or that. Yeah, Can cool. I say that again? Cause I kind of screwed it up go right ahead. Yeah. The tomorrow is the first day of spring edition of this or that. Nice. Number one, April showers, John, or may flowers,
1: may flowers times mm-hmm. 10.
2: Number two, cherry blossoms in Washington, DC or tulips in Holland.
1: Oh, oh boy. I like to do both. Could I do both? this or uh, that, uh, well, I think you have to go to Holland. You I'm should. going to Holland. Yeah. Okay. Give me the tulips.
2: Number three, bird tweeting outside your window or rabbits rustling in the bushes? Hmm.
1: <laughs> the rustlings might alarm me. I, give me give me the tweet, please. Give me okay. the tweeter. Yep. Number
2: four, number four uh, Easter Parade with Fred Astaire and Judy Garland. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Or A League of Their Own with Tom Hanks and Rosie O'Donnell.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, it's a baseball film. You got to watch a baseball movie. A League of Their Own. Mm-hmm.
2: Number five, Digging Out the Garden or washing the windows.
1: Yeah, I was thinking about, I'm looking at my windows, boy. Uh, they Pretty need bad. themselves a good old scrub inside and out. I'm doing the window washing. Mm-hmm.
2: Number six, here comes the sun by the Beatles
1: mm-hmm.
2: or beautiful day by YouTube
1: Oh, I'm going old school, Kath. What? Here comes the it's... sun. I'm sorry. Here All comes right, the sun. fine.
2: Okay. I should Little just stop it right now. Number
1: seven.
2: Booty,
1: booty, booty, booty. Stop. stop
2: him, Mike. Somehow.
1: Yeah, I don't know uh, a
2: baby bunny, John. Booty. Number seven, or a baby hedgehog.
1: I'm sorry, I missed that. A baby
2: bunny time. or a baby hedgehog.
1: Oh, oh, it's a Pittsburgh oh. uh, I'm doing the baby bunny.
2: Fluffy
1: mm-hmm. and little. Oh.
2: Mm. Number eight. You've got <laughs> Mail with Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan, or Mary Poppins with Julie Andrews.
1: Hey, what? What? they uh, springtime films. Springtime. what well, Mary Poppins, Or uh, you've got May. Let's go
2: fly a kite.
1: Oh boy. Uh, give me the old Mary Poppins. Would I'm, you? That's the okay. umbrella, right? I'm gonna All see right. her floating around.
2: Number nine. I can see clearly now by mm. Jimmy Cliff. Yeah. Or walking on sunshine by Katrina and the waves.
1: Ooh, ooh. I like the beat though of walking on sunshine. Everybody. That's knows. got a tempo, right? Boom. There you go. From the get go.
2: All right, and number ten, finally, I give you this: sitting leisurely, John, out on your front porch at noon in the seventy-degree weather, watching buds bud and flowers bloom, nice. or dragging yourself out of your back door at seven a.m. in the ten-degree weather to shovel and salt your expansive driveway.
1: It's a price to pay, isn't there? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, because up on the hill, you, you know, you do pay the price. Mm-hmm. Uh, sitting sitting on the porch. right, in the 70-degree weather, watching the Buds Bud. That's very nice indeed. Happy spring, everybody. The springtime version of this or that. Oh, we're talking about COVID next. Dr. Rick Zimmerman, epidemiologist, is in the house.
3: 101.5. O-R-D. Pittsburgh's favorite Christian music is here on the weekend.
4: With the best new music. New music, new music from Chris Tomlin with Thomas Rhett, God Who Listens. I know I'm to a God who Walker and Gospel Song. Ain't nothing like a gospel song. And Make Child of Love from We the Kingdom. The best new music and Pittsburgh's favorites. Sponsored by Trinity Jewelers.
3: 101.5 WORD. On the weekend.
7: Some home repairs simply can't wait for spring, especially a leaky roof or drafty old windows. You can count on Windows R Us, the area's premier exterior replacement company. With over 50 years' experience in the home remodeling industry, Windows R Us offers repair and replacement for roofs, windows, gutters, and downspouts, siding, entry doors, even decks. A leaky roof left unfixed can lead to mold and mildew. Don't put it off. Right now, Windows R Us offers 12 months no interest financing and no processing fee through Dollar Bank. Get new factory direct replacement windows for your home or office. Choose from 100% vinyl, commercial aluminum, wood, or composite. To show their appreciation to Word listeners, you'll also get 10% off your total project when you mention this station. Get 12 months no interest, no processing fee, and 10% off. Backed by the best warranty in the industry. Schedule your free estimate and inspection today at WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. That's WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com.
6: Spring is in the air. Spring is everywhere. Hi, it's me, Marcia from the Spring House. And spring is a great time of year on both our farm and our store. It kicks off with farm tours, and we just love sharing our farm with all those precious young folks. Graduation party season and wedding and shower season start up now, too. So my sister Jill and her catering crew are on the road in our Red Spring House fans almost every day, delivering homemade country cooking to families all over the Tri-County area. My brother Sam and his farm guys. Are busy this time of year planting corn and pumpkins and hay, along with getting the cows milked and fed two times a day, too. The Springhouse store crew loves serving all the families that come to visit to enjoy our homemade lunches and suppers, to take a zing down our hillside slide. to top off their experience with a Springhouse ice cream concoction like a strawberry ice cream shortcake. Come see us and let us share a little of our farm with you at the Springhouse. 724-228-3339 or springhousemarket.com
7: Learning has definitely changed these days. What hasn't changed is the unwavering support parents received from their local Christian school. Many were quick to adapt to the new normal with remote classes taught by caring teachers who pray for students and their families every day. With many schools offering half-price tuition for first-time enrollees like Eden Christian Academy in the North Hills, it's a great time to consider Christian education. Find a school that's right for you at wordfm.com slash tuitions.
1: COVID, 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 vaccines, springtime, where the heck are we here in Pittsburgh, Allegheny County? Epidemiologist Dr. Richard Zimmerman joins us. Richard Zimmerman is a COVID-19 researcher collaborating with the Centers for Disease Control. He clinically tests and treats coronavirus patients, has decades-plus experience as an infectious disease epidemiologist. Dr. Zimmerman, welcome back. Always a pleasure.
12: Oh, it's good. And we have good news with uh, the spring is in the air, as you said, and our uh, local positivity rates down to 5%. The hospitals are not flooded. The numbers in the hospitals are overall down compared to two months ago. And things are certainly looking better on the vaccination scene. More vaccine coming, more patients being vaccinated, and uh, more availability for the public. Okay. Rick,
2: what if people are listening to the show and they're thinking, I would love to get on a vaccine list somewhere, but I just don't know how to do it. Um, What would you advise?
12: Well, there's uh, lists um, you can get on from the county health department, from UPMC, from Allegheny Health Network, uh, from a variety of pharmacies, you know, uh, Giant Eagle, et cetera. So there's a lot of ways. Unfortunately, it may take some phone calls and getting on more than one list, but you can get on lists. Uh, many people are. And many uh, practices are also beginning to take lists as well.
1: Very good. Now, Rick, I'm reading the local news today, and it looks like there's new directives coming down from the state where they're going to cut suppliers uh, by somewhat of two-thirds. So the old distribution system of a smaller, perhaps pharmacies, mom-and-pops and and whatnot, are going to be vacated for larger venues coming soon. Can you comment on that?
12: Well, that's interesting. I had not seen that yet, I will say my own clinic, which is a fairly qualified health center, had been putting in orders for about 500 doses per week. Um, we were only getting 200. This last time we got all 500. And so we were much happier ability to help. I think the mass vaccination clinics can be effective for getting a lot of doses to a lot of people. Uh, some of the... Uh, pharmacies though in uh, and offices in uh, have relationships with harder to read populations that are important not to overlook so we yeah. don't want to leave people who have uh, limited mobility or have a hard time getting out so I hope that there's enough for uh, some of the pharmacies and health centers still
2: okay um, Rick, let's talk about the news reports we hear about the third wave hitting Europe. Um, things sound um, pretty rough there. Uh, you know, a- April in Paris, uh, spring has already started there, and it looks like they're starting another lockdown. Um, what do you see from an epidemiological perspective and what's happening there?
12: Well, we have been fortunate in having a lot more vaccine than they have. And they've had, uh, because in parts, they're way of operating as a bureaucracy, um, we can be thankful that we've got lots of vaccine. They don't. Mm -hmm. And that's been a real problem. They've halted vaccine. They started vaccine. They've tried to make sure there was lots of consensus before getting good uh, big orders in. And so they don't have as much. Uh, One of the things, and I don't know that it yet is a factor, but it, it does appear that pollen, counts may be related as one of the factors that helps transmission that if you've got a lot of pollen in the air that may help the transmission of the virus so (laughs) Yeah. Um, it's, one of the, it's a hypothesis. It's not proven yet, but uh, as spring rolls out, we have to be a little careful that the pollen doesn't um, create this cofactor. So if they're hitting some of that in some of the more warmer areas of Europe, uh, that could be a factor. That's not going to be, obviously, the northern parts of Europe, um, but could it be a factor in the
1: southern parts. I see. So Rick, you know, if you're out and about, traffic is uh, looking like pretty full here. I would say, you know, 80, 90 percent capacity when you're on the rush hour roads and, you know, restaurants uh, now the new guidelines, 75 percent capacity and whatnot. It feels as though things are really coming back to normal here. What's that like? I mean, you know, we're so close. Still, a large majority of the population has not yet been vaccinated, but you still want to go out. So. Um, You know, is it a roll of the dice or you think, well, there's enough going on here. Even if I go out, I'll be okay.
12: Well, if you're vaccinated, I think you can go out. And uh, if you've got the J&J, probably two weeks you need to wait. If you've got the other and you've completed the second dose, even I think a week afterwards, you'll be very well protected. So if you're vaccinated, I think that's true. I think there's risk for those that are unvaccinated so for, and this hits church reopening other things i think there's two criteria for really thinking about reopening one is are the hospitals can they handle what's happening and the answer right now is yes there's capacity at the hospitals if people get sick the other is we really need to protect the vulnerable people the seniors the people with diabetes the and other risk factors for serious complications And I think we're still in that period where a lot of them, including my patients, a lot have gotten vaccine. Um, A number have had no chance yet, and they have diabetes or they're seniors, and they're still uh, trying to get it. And I'll feel more comfortable when all of the vulnerable people have had the chance to get it. I didn't say all the people. I said all the vulnerable people.
2: Mm, okay. Dr. Briggs Zimmerman with us, COVID-19 researcher collaborating with the Centers for Disease Control. Uh, let's speak to the people who've gotten a vaccine. Um, so can they go on vacation, Rick?
12: Well, I'm planning to go on vacation. Okay. I think we can. I think we have to have some cautions in that we're still learning about these other variants and what degree of protection is afforded other, from the other variants. So we're still learning the variant that's the 117 variant, the British so-called variant, the vaccines seem to work great. There's no concern about that. There are some concerns that are more theoretical about some of the other variants. And so I think we're still in a little bit of caution. I think when I walk into a restaurant, I would, I'll still be wearing my mask, but I'm willing to go eat in a restaurant. I've been vaccinated, and there's been enough time for the vaccine to be effective. Okay. I do so, want to say... Yep,
1: go, go ahead. ahead no you go you didn't want to say um
12: i just i also want a, a plea for you know my brothers and sisters in christ um your your listeners that to be vaccinated for the sake of one another the scriptures are replete with uh, in the new testament of you know love one another care for one another many of the church members listening to this broadcast do display love. They make a meal for somebody who's sick or been in the hospital. They go and help somebody with yard work or housework who's had surgery or something. There's lots of love. And I would just ask that in that sense of loving one another, that Christendom rise up and be vaccinated for the sake of each other, for the sake of the vulnerable people in our midst.
1: Oh, man, that's a really good word, Rick. All right, so at least from the outside looking in, now of course, Rick, you know, you're in collaboration with the Center for Disease Control. It feels as though the vaccine rollout, it's just been a trickle so far, it feels. Even though I know, you know, 21% of the population, just, um, you know, in a few seconds, will we see, you know, in the near future, the spigot open up, so to speak?
12: I think I'm seeing it right now. Uh, oh. So, yes, I think the spigot's opening. And I couldn't have told you that, you know, a month ago, it seemed pretty um, meager, but now it really appears to be opening up.
2: Okay. All right. That's terrific news. That's Dr. Rick Zimmerman, COVID-19 researcher collaborating with the Center for Disease Control. He's been an infectious disease epidemiologist and none of us really, you know, cared about it. We didn't have him on the radio much for the first, you know, 10 years of the show. And now, Rick, we've talked to you every month. It's been a real treat. Thank you so much.
12: Uh, You're welcome. God bless.
1: Hey, um, listen, what if you had a signature drink that you drink every morning and all of a sudden someone said, we're going to name that for you so other people can have that same drink? That's next.
7: When the earth stands between you and a finished project, you need E&K Excavation. Whether you have to dig it, grade it, drain it, prep it, stabilize it, shape it, clear it, or dispose of it, E&K Excavation has over 100 years of combined experience and a fleet of heavy equipment to help you bend it to your will. They can handle any size project for your home or business, providing quality results on time and on budget. For a free quote, visit EKExcavation.com. They'll move the earth for you at ekexcavation.com.
13: I
3: struggled with symptoms like frequent gas and stomach pain for years.
13: I was bloated all the time with daily diarrhea.
3: At first, I thought it was what I was eating.
13: I kept thinking it was stomach issues.
3: So I did my research and talked to my doctor, and we finally uncovered the truth.
13: It, it was, was actually E-P-I.
3: EPI,
13: exocrine pancreatic insufficiency, or EPI, is a condition where your pancreas is unable to help break down your food. and schedule a visit or call with your doctor to ask Could
3: could I I Have have EPI? EPI? Sponsored by AbbVie. I'm Pastor Tom Hall of First
4: Church Pittsburgh. Like you, I can't wait for this crazy time to be over. But in spite of how things seem, God isn't done with us. Join us at fpcp.org Sundays at 1045. Stream us on Facebook. Let's discover together how this story ends. Hint. Hint. Jesus wins. Why a classical
7: Christian education? Because kids learn differently at different ages. Through grammar, we grasp the building blocks of knowledge. Logic teaches how those building blocks relate. Then rhetoric helps us communicate what we know. For over 50 years, Trinity Christian School has intentionally applied this classical approach to education with great success. It's just one reason why they're consistently ranked among the top K-12 through 12 schools in Allegheny County. Trinity Christian School
4: at TrinityChristian.net. This is Tim Seckler inviting you to tune in each and every Saturday morning at 9 a.m. right here on Word FM 101.5 for the Life and Legacy Show, sponsored by my law firm, the Seckler Law Firm. Each week, we'll talk about your family's well-being as it relates to elder law, nursing home stays, estate planning, and keeping your hard-earned savings. And if you missed the Life & Legacy show, you will find it archived at secklerlawfirm.com. See you Saturday morning at 9 a.m. right here on Word FM 101.5 for the Life & Legacy show.
2: I mean, having a drink named after you seems like a really big honor especially when it comes from a national chain well a local woman has experienced just that and we've got her on the air right now Sophia costantino welcome to the show hi thank you okay so the Sophia. all right so it's a so it's coffee it's like what is
10: it it's it's a it's a cold it's, give me the the recipe so, yeah so if you are not from my neighborhood and you want to order at your local Dunkin'. It is a medium iced coffee with one pump of French vanilla swirl, one Splenda, and skim milk.
2: All right. That is really, that sounds terrible because I hate Splenda, but I'm so glad that you love it. And you it can turns get it out with that, real
10: sugar.
2: Oh, great. See, that could, that could really improve things for me. Okay, <laughs> Sophia, now this is a huge honor for you because you submitted a video to Dunkin' saying this is what my ideal drink is, and then what happened?
10: So they called upon everybody on TikTok. They said, tell us your drink and show us your local Dunkin', um, which for me is the one in walking distance from my house, which is awesome. Um, And they were going to choose 10 people across the country. And I didn't hear anything from them for two weeks. So I was like, well, I don't have a ton of followers. Like, nobody probably saw this. Um, And then out of nowhere on Monday, I think it was, I got a comment from them saying, hey, can you send us an email? And I saw that official Dunkin' account pop up, and I was like, what? Like, there's no way. But I sent an email, and I was one of 10 people chosen across the country. That that's is so, so cool.
2: awesome. So the drink is called the Sophia after you. And so I could walk into the Dunkin' Donuts in Bloomfield, and I could order the Sophia, and that's what's going to come out?
10: Yeah, And it's, on, um, it's like on the menu boards. People can order it, and it'll be there through next Wednesday.
1: Nice. So, Sophia, when you walk into your local Dunkin', people shout out, hey, you're
0: that girl.
10: They did when I walked in. Just, only this one time. Um, I went in after work after I got the email. Like, we'll have to celebrate by going in and getting it. And yeah. also wanted to ask them if they, like, knew what was going on. And I ordered it the regular way. I didn't say, like, can I have my usual or anything like that. <laughs> I just asked, you know, my mediumized coffee, order it the way I always do. And they looked at it, and they were, like, they were like, oh, you're her. Like, we got an email about you. I was like, I guess
2: uh- That's Sophia Cosentino. Order the Sophia at the Dunkin' in Bloomfield through the 24th. We'll be right back.
3: 101.5 WORD-FM, Pittsburgh. On your smart speaker by saying, play the word Pittsburgh. And on your phone via the Word FM mobile app. iHeart, tune in, and at radio.com.
0: With SRN News, I'm John Scott. President Biden and Vice President Harris are in Atlanta. Just days after a white gunman killed eight people, most of them Asian-American women, in three metro area massage businesses. The two are meeting with Asian-American state legislators and other community leaders about racist rhetoric and actions against Asian-Americans. The Idaho legislature has voted to shut down for several weeks due to an outbreak of COVID-19. At least five of the 70 House members testing positive for the illness in just the last week. Five White House staffers have been fired because of their past use of drugs, including marijuana. It's become a tricky issue because recreational use of marijuana is allowed in 15 states and Washington, D.C. Stocks finishing mix The Dow dropped 234 points. The Nasdaq gained 99 points today. This is SRN News.
9: My name is Namritha Singh Gujral. I am a filmmaker and an immigrant. My film, America's Forgotten, uncovers the unintended consequences of a broken immigration system.
2: The seven-year-old girl died in the desert. This
4: child came from the country of India.
9: I'm living in Tachar. I can go to the police. I never expected this journey would lead me to a truth that I never intended to find.
4: A great pillar of the community was killed by a man who had been deported at least twice. The public would be outraged if they knew the truth.
9: I found how much Americans are being lied to regarding our immigration policies at the border. My friends, my industry, even my family, all rallied against the final message of this film. All credits had to be hidden for fear of retribution. If you care about the future of America, you should watch America's Forgotten.
7: For additional savings, enter promo code Pittsburgh at checkout at salemnow.com.
1: Well, by now, you all heard me talk about MyPillow and how it's really a great, very comfortable pillow. They won't go flat. You can wash and dry them as many times as you want, and they maintain their shape, and they're made in the USA. Now, for a limited time, MyPillow is offering the premium MyPillows for the lowest price ever. You can get a queen-size premium MyPillow for $29.98. They are regularly $69.98. That's a $40 savings. Kings are only $5 more. All MyPillow products come with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener square, and use promo code WORD you'll also get deep discounts on all my pillow products including the Giza Dream bed sheets the MyPillow mattress topper and MyPillow towel sets or call 800 391 0954 use promo code word or right now mypillow.com mypillow.com need cash fast figure can help a figure personal loan is a smart fast way to get up to
7: $50,000 from the comfort of home just go to figure.com and apply online in minutes. You can check your rate without affecting your credit. Whether you need cash for past, present, or future, Figure can have you funded in as few as two business days. Stop paying those sky-high interest rates and consolidate debt at a lower interest rate. Just go to figure.com. That's figure.com. Figure Lending LLC. Equal Opportunity Lender. NMLS 1717824. 17, Terms and conditions apply. Figure.com. Need life insurance but have diabetes, high blood pressure, or on anxiety meds? If you're a 50-year-old male, even porky, or with type 2 diabetes, a million dollars of life insurance may only cost you about 200 bucks a month. For affordable term life insurance, call Term Provider and speak with Big Lou at 800-555-1509. 800-555-1509 or visit BigLou.com. Remember, Big Lou's like you. He's on meds too. 800-555-1509
11: clear skies expected for tonight with a low of 24 tomorrow we'll see plenty of sunshine expect a high tomorrow of 56 clear skies tomorrow night with a low of 30 sunday will be mild with plenty of sunshine sunday expect a high of 62 monday mild plenty of sunshine the high 63 with your AccuWeather forecast I'm forecaster Drew Shannon.
0: Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Good afternoon. Thanks for coming along. The
1: Friday edition, the 5 o'clock hour of The Ride Home. Happy that you're with us. Looking forward to a uh, Last day of winter, which is today, and the first day of spring, things are pretty good around here, and hope that uh, wherever you are right now, uh, your life is well as well. Kath, uh, a story here uh, that's fascinating mm-hmm. about um, a restaurant in Baltimore. Uh, there's uh, an Asian fusion cuisine. Uh, have you had Asian fusion cuisine?
2: I have had Asian fusion cuisine.
1: A restaurant in Baltimore called, uh, I'm just going to pronounce it wrong, E-K-I-B-E-N, E-K-I-B-E-N? What okay. do you think??. He he I don't know. And um, so there's this restaurant in Baltimore, and uh, this guy, Brandon Jones, his mom is in late stage lung cancer, and uh, Brandon Jones had his mom move in with him and his family in Vermont. Uh, mom was diagnosed uh, just a few months ago, and uh, th- she's really just, you, know, going to eschew treatment and uh, staying with Brandon and just, you know, riding this out but uh brandon jones said my mom was talking about this asian fusion place she goes to and she loves the tempura and uh wondering you know uh, that can we get that recipe for the uh the shrimp tempura that i love so much so brandon yeah let, let me call so he called down from vermont to baltimore and said hey my mom was wondering if we could have this recipe and didn't say anything about the mom being sick but then the conversation continued and so the owner of the restaurant said, what? Oh, I I know this. I know your mom. Um, How about um, we come up and make it for you tomorrow? And so Brandon Jones was like, what are you kidding me? It's a six-hour one-way drive. He said, no problem. So that's exactly what happened. And uh, the owners of the restaurant, uh, a guy by the name of um, Michael Chu and his uh, wife, Rena, they they jumped in the car and bought supplies before they left Baltimore. Six hours later, after... um, spending the night at an Airbnb in the neighborhood. They pulled the supplies out and uh, sequestered themselves in the family's kitchen and made some tempura, some spicy wow. pork buns, some thyme meatballs, and held forth. And now, uh, of course, the woman, she herself was thrilled, uh, eating and was. crying at the same time. Oh, my And uh, then they packed up their supplies after the meal was all over and said, we got to get back. And that was that. Isn't that great?
2: Isn't that something? I mean, you think about how toxic our conversation is online and how little people, how little grace people offer to one another. But when you get off of online and you go into like actual interaction person with person, so many beautiful things are happening right now, like yeah. all around us, beautiful things are happening. And so it's so you know easy to, you know, look at your phone and, you know, stay on Twitter or Facebook or something and think how, you know, terrible people are and how we're graceless, great. but you know, the real stories like that. Oh gosh.
1: Yeah. No, people are great. Despite really, what all really that really other great. thing that we're, you know, ingesting the poison that you want to in, in, put in your body every day. I mean, that's craziness, yeah. but so yeah, good people are still here by the, by the drove. There's no doubt about that. Yeah. Hey, what time is it?
2: Yeah. Oh, it's first of all, it's time for me to tell you. Tell me what? Your weekend has begun.
1: Very nice. It's eight minutes past the five o'clock hour, a sunny, somewhat chilly last day of winter tomorrow. First day of spring, of course, truly, at least in this corner of the world, all is right and well. So very good. Thank you, Lord, for this day.
2: Yeah. And that story John told about someone reaching out to someone else with cancer. It brings to mind survivor stories. Word FM knows that the story of a cancer survivor doesn't start on the day of treatment or anything. it starts on the day of diagnosis. Every survivor, every cancer survivor has a story and we want to hear yours. So would you consider sharing your survivor story? We're going to encourage others by reading it on um, upcoming episodes of the ride home with John and Kathy. And so listening for entering, just for entering, you can did, uh, win a getaway to the Buell Mansion in Sharon, maybe a free dinner at Roland Seafood Grill in the Strip, but you can register to be a part of it now, wordfm.com forward slash survivor.
1: Very nice. Let's step away for just a, a second or so. We're going to talk about the recent discovery in Israel of more fragments of the Dead Sea Scrolls. Fascinating. That goes back thousands and thousands of years. That's next the Ride Home of John and Kathy here, Pittsburgh's Christian Talk about Word FM. Here real soon, just a few weeks away. So listen, if you want to eat good, I would say two words, which would be spring house. Call the spring house and have Marsha make you and your family something beautiful to celebrate this Easter. Marsha's here with us. Hey Marsh, it's this is the time to call in Easter orders, isn't it?
14: It is. How are you two doing today? Well,
2: Marsh, good to hear from you. Okay, talk about Easter orders. Like it seems like things are opening up. People are maybe gonna gather for Easter this year. Yes,
14: yes, that'd be so exciting. So we also are gearing up and we just ordered a whole bunch of our smoked hams to be coming in here pretty close to Easter. We'll be smoking them and make people can order a whole ham or a half ham. And we'll have all kinds of baked goods to go with it. Our homemade um, cookies and cakes and pies and fresh out of the oven rolls and coconut cream pie, Mm. apple crumb
10: pie,
14: (laughs) (laughs) eggs, the red beaded eggs. I just love those ambrosia Mm. salad, um, and then all kinds of um, hot foods, too. We'll have casseroles ready. We'll have hot food on the buffet. You just want to get a little bit of food for um, yourself or two or three people. And then we'll also have on. people can order online. And they get a special treat that they actually order their Easter order online. And um, we are also taking orders for cake and bakes like we did last year at Easter time. I think people just like the convenience and the yumminess of that. So we're doing that again, too. So we have lots of options again.
1: Nice. Listen, the food is fabulous. Mm. The ham, like right oh now. my goodness gracious, like no other place in the world. Order online like Marcia said, springhousemarket.com. Easter is just a few weeks away. springhousemarket.com or call the springhouse 724-228-3339. The springhouse
3: one hundred one point five W O R D, the station with Pittsburgh's favorite Christian music every weekend. With the best new music. new music,
4: help is on the way. New from Toby Mac. Help is on the way. Round right in the corner. Believe for it. From CC C And amen by for King and Country. All the people say. Oh. The best new music and Pittsburgh's favorites. Sponsored by Trinity Jewelers.
3: 101.5 WORD. On the weekend.
6: Happens here. Every day is an adventure on Hope Today. I so appreciate your television show. Cornerstone TV is there for me when it matters the most.
1: Get your dose of hope, faith, and inspiration and enjoy your best life. Watch Hope Today
4: every weekday with hosts Tom, Sydney, Amanda, Amy, and Anna, 9 a.m. and 8 p.m. on Cornerstone Television Network. That's Pittsburgh Channel 40 or Channel 5 on Verizon and Comcast.
7: When the earth stands between you and a finished project, you need EK Excavation. Whether you have to dig it, grade it, drain it, prep it, stabilize it, shape it, clear it, or dispose of it. ENK Excavation has over a hundred years of combined experience and a fleet of heavy equipment to help you bend it to your will. They can handle any size project for your home or business, providing quality results on time and on budget. For a free quote, visit ekexcavation.com. They'll move the earth for you at ekexcavation.com.
1: exciting. Israeli researchers and archaeologists unveiled this week several groundbreaking discoveries, including dozens of biblical scroll fragments that represent the first newly uncovered Dead Sea Scrolls in more than half a century. There's a new article at Christianity Today. It's written by Chip Hardy, who talks about this in depth. Chip Hardy's associate professor of Old Testament and Semitic languages at Southeastern Baptist Theological Seminary, author of Exegeal Gems from Biblical Hebrew, a Refreshing Guide to Grammar and Interpretation. Hey, Chip, thanks for being with us today.
15: It's great to be with you.
2: Mm. Yeah, now these these discoveries that we're talking about, first off, um, were actually found, they were beginning to be found back in 2017, and so in the intervening years they've been analyzed?
15: That's right. That's what we find. In fact, uh, this goes back to an excavation that began in the 1950s, and it seems as more data comes out that what we're dealing with is that as the excavators uh, back in the 50s went through the materials and found this larger scroll, they apparently discarded some small fragments of that exact scroll without knowing it. And so uh, in response to um, some threats to uh, or some potential looting that was going on in the area, archaeologists from the Israeli Antiquities Authority went back into these caves to see what was there and make sure there was nothing there of significance. And that's when they uh, went through this old material and found um, dozens of these uh, small fragments.
1: Really? Okay, so Chip, this is not some sort of simple exercise of somebody, you know, driving a four-wheel drive out into the the desert somewhere and just walking into a cave. This requires a, a lot of muscle and grit some teams of uh, young archaeologists can you describe what what they go through and how deep they go into these caves to find this incredible find?
15: Yes, I mean these are um, these are caves that are in sheer cliffs and they mm. had to repel down from above um, meters and meters of distance uh, using grappling hooks and these sorts of things. I mean, it all sounds like a, a great Indiana Jones adventure, doesn't it? Yeah, uh, yeah it does.
6: Um,
15: and apparently they used um, uh, help from uh, professional archaeologists and even uh, students, um, Israeli students there in the dig to kind of get them to have ownership in this, uh, in this material. So uh, it's been going on for a number of years now, but the announcement was just made this past week. I see.
2: Okay, so the dating of these scrolls um so uh a couple centuries uh, b c uh one century a d is that the realm we're talking about?
15: That's about right um it looks like these scrolls are affiliated with uh, the kind of the last Jewish revolt against the Roman Empire that happened around the the, ni- the early nineteen or excuse me, the, the early one thousand thirties or see one hundred thirties there it is uh a d mm-hmm. So this is after the fall of the temple in 70 AD, um, and then there's another revolt that happens, uh, led by this individual called Parcopa. And so uh, it looks like these were deposited in these caves along with letters and other material from these um, these people sort of rising up against Rome. And um, and so the the final date that we know is it's from the 90, the 130s AD. They could go back um, hundred years or so before when they were actually written.
6: See. Okay. So Chip-
2: and they ended up in yeah, they ended up in the caves because the people that were involved in the revolt took them there.
15: That's what it seems like. There were coins also found there that date to this period. And so uh, so there seems to be an association between those individuals and those coins and a few other materials, like some arrowheads and such as that. And uh, there's a cave nearby that was also used that has actually a letter from the leader of this revolt, uh, Barco, as I mentioned him before, in it. So there's a lot of good associations uh, with these individuals who might have fled from a part of uh, the countryside to hide in these caves.
1: I see. So, Chip, obviously, we are not biblical scholars, but the finding of these fragments, I mean, if you would go to your modern-day Bible and then, you know, look at these fragments, there is correlation, connection between one and the other, yes?
15: Oh, absolutely. And, in fact, the part that was revealed or unveiled this past week looks like it's almost uh, pretty pretty close to what we see in uh, the book of Zechariah in chapter 8, verses 16 and 17.
2: So um, now the previous Dead Sea Scrolls were in Hebrew or Aramaic. Am I right about that?
15: Uh, most of the Dead Sea Scrolls are written in Hebrew and Aramaic. There are a few that are in Greek, and so this okay. I don't know okay. if we said this or not, but these, these Scrolls are uh, a translation of the Hebrew into Greek, yes. Okay,
2: awesome. And there, and I was surprised in reading your article how small they are.
15: Yeah they're very small. We're, we're talking about fragments that maybe have one letter, two letters a piece on them. I think I compare it to like a small jigsaw puzzle, you know, where you've lost most of the pieces. I don't know if you've ever been frustrated and lost that one. Piece, but this is <laughs> well, where every you Every time
2: I've done piece. a jigsaw puzzle I've been frustrated like that. That's right. Me too. Right.
1: So uh, so then chip you're saying that back in the late 40s and the 50s whenever they were first excavating these caves and, and finding of course larger pieces than fragments These were these things that were just recently revealed were kind of leftovers or perhaps crumbs of some sort fragments that, you know, fell by the wayside.
15: That's right. That's what it looks like is where that material came from. So we actually have the longer bit of this scroll, um, Mm -hmm. a little bit more expansive uh, pieces, not these super small pieces, but maybe a column or so with with several verses on it uh, from the scroll that looks like it contains, um, at least from what we have left, everything from Jonah to Zechariah. And, of course, the original scroll may have itself been the entire uh, book of all the minor prophets or the book of the Twelve, as we like Mm -hmm. to call it in Hebrew.
2: Okay. We're talking to Chip Hardy, Associate Professor of Old Testament and Semitic Languages at Southeastern Baptist Theological Seminary. Um, Chip, a couple things significant about this particular find. Um, talk about the Tetragrammaton. Uh, first off, explain to our listeners what that is, if they're not familiar, and and why um, its treatment is, is different in this uh, section of the Dead Sea Scrolls.
15: Sure. Tetragrammaton just means the four letters, and we come up with fancy words just to make ourselves sound smarter, so that's what all <laughs> it is, so the, the four letters. And the four letters uh, refers to the, the name of God, as we see it revealed in the book of Exodus, very famously, where God comes to Moses in the burning bush and says, I am who I am, and then he says, my name is, and then it's, it's these four letters. Um, and there's a lot of debate as to exactly how that word should be said. And, um, and and there's been a changing sort of tide of how that, that word has been said throughout time. And so that's, and there's an interesting component of these scrolls that, that correlates with how we say or don't say that name.
1: I see. So, Jim, then this, the discovery of these fragments, and you as a man, as an old, old Testament scholar, these connections to these ancient fragments, what do they mean for us as you know, we absorb this new knowledge and the ancient view from them. So, from an ancient person to a modern day person, what does that say about us and our connection to God?
15: Well, I think it, it says that we have a lot of connections to those ancients who uh, both wrote these scrolls, copied these scrolls, and then carried those scrolls with them into. This cave that's on the side of the mountain. I mean, this, this is crazy, man. Of all the things to bring with you on a revolt against the Romans, this is what apparently they chose to bring with them, in, in company with some money and some some other items, probably many of which we we don't even have evidence of anymore. But I, I think that this shows an amazing connection with uh, how the importance of the scriptures, the importance of the scriptures to us, as well as to ancient people, ancient believers in God.
1: Yeah. So then can you go a little further and talk about, you know, it's interesting that the Israeli government, I mean, they have, you know, special positions of uh, people who are involved in, in government and, and they're involved in restoration then finding and making sure that these things are safe. Talk for a second about the looting and how widespread that may have been and, and what have, may have been lost. I mean, we may have missed some things that are, you know, buried somewhere in someone's, you know, fantastical wealthy collection that we'll not see. Is that true?
15: I mean, that's always a possibility. In fact, if we think back to the origin of the Dead Sea Scrolls in the first place in the 1940s, they were found by individuals who were just going through these caves, and they they happened upon them, and they brought them to Jerusalem, and they went on the antiquities market, and then they were sold. And in fact, there was even an advertisement in an American newspaper very famously Mm -hmm. advertising the sale sale of of these documents. And so there is a long history of individuals looking for these items, and then also of excavators, sort of running in tandem or maybe alongside those people also looking for these documents. And so you can see the importance of cultural preservation and, of Mm. course, even display for for public consumption and knowledge. And and that's the side of this that I think that the Israeli Antiquities Authority is very interested in, uh, in preserving.
2: Chip Hardy's with us, Associate Professor of Old Testament and Semitic Languages at Southeastern Baptist Theological Seminary. A couple questions for you before you leave us, Chip. Um, One is that I'm curious about what this tells us about how we translate um, biblical language. Um, You mentioned something in your article about... Um, The uniqueness of the desire to make biblical language um, exist well in everyday language um, so that people can see its application. Can you talk about that in relation to the scrolls?
15: Absolutely, and I think that's one of the most interesting things about what we know so far about these documents. The full publication of them has not yet happened, so in some ways we're, we're going off of images and pictures and small little tidbits of information uh, that was released this week. But one thing that we do see in this document is uh, something that uh, is translated a little bit differently than what uh, might be expected or We might be able to pose it this way to say it's translated in a different way than we know that other Greek translations do it. And so in looking at that, we can see, I think, that, um, that there's a range of ideas about how translation is done and what the best way is to represent a language which you may or may not know. And and so I think we we know that well in our own context from Bibles that are you know a range of different translations and you know everyone says well here's here's what my Bible says here's what your Bible says but we know that it goes back to a similar source but yet there can be some differences in the theory behind how that's done and what the best ways are to do that and and I think what's interesting about these scrolls is that alongside the ancient Hebrew scrolls, we have these Greek scrolls that people are also sort of debating or asking similar questions of how do we represent these texts well for our own purposes in our own time and our own place and for our own languages.
2: Mm-hmm. All right. Last question for you, Chip. Um, unless John, you have another one. I didn't mean to walk all over you. What'd you
1: say? I may.
2: You may. All right. I just want to go back and ask you about um, the name of God again, because that, I don't know that that's very interesting to me, um, uh, the the four letters um, that are written in an older version of language than we're used to seeing at this era from the Dead Sea Scrolls. Um, First of all, just explain that a little bit. And then what what do you think
9: that means?
15: Absolutely. Well, I think there's another interesting component to this name. Now, I think in a moder- most, uh, most Christians probably understand this name as the name Yahweh. So if I could use that term uh, to see it, that would be one of the pronunciations of this name. Um, what's interesting though is that when we come in our English Bibles today to this name Yahweh, it's only represented in, in a very strange way unless we're just used to it. It's so much we don't even see it anymore. It's, it's, it's capital L and then small caps ORD, and so it's the word Lord or the Lord. And, but every time you see that within your modern English Bible, it's actually these four letters in the Hebrew. And so what's interesting is that this Greek manuscript takes the place of that four letters and doesn't translate into the Greek word for Lord, kurios, but rather represents it in the original Hebrew script, but not just any Hebrew script, an ancient Hebrew script that probably wasn't being used for normal activities very much, or maybe it's restricted to uh, biblical-type uh, scrolls or things that want to, to look old. So it'd be like having the Super Bowl with the uh, with the Roman letter letters and numerals at the end, right? Why do we do that? I don't really know, but I think it makes it sound old. I, I don't know. And, and so something like that's going on here as well, is that the name is there. Everyone knows what the name is, but it's being represented, I think, in a way to give reference, but also to indicate. That that this is um, this isn't just any word. This isn't just the word for Lord. but This is the word. This is the the, the personal name of God, which mm-hmm. He has asked people to call Him by.
1: Mm-hmm. That's good. So, Chip, just one final thing. Just you personally, you know, as an Old Testament scholar, it means one thing to us, to Kath and I, and to our listeners, as you speak about this. But you, when you read about these things, when they come across, you know, your desk and whatnot. It's a totally different feeling, isn't it? I mean, emotionally, you just might go, is it like one of those moments where you go, be still my heart, that you get so geeked about it?
15: Yeah, I think geeked is the right word. I mean, we all, as my wife likes to say, we're all geeks in our own ways. And so, you know, this is obviously something exciting, something that hasn't happened in my lifetime to this degree. And and we have to go back quite a ways the last time that something even small bits of the Bible have been found in this way and so I think it also excites our mind to say well what else is out there what else could be there for us to find and so I think dude, there's a hopefulness with it um, hopefully it's not like Lucy pulling the football away uh, but where there's a hopefulness for what might yet be there and so I think that's that's a lot of the excitement that comes uh, around something like this.
2: That's really, it's really fascinating. Chip Hardy, Associate Professor of Old Testament and Semitic Languages at Southeastern Baptist Theological Seminary. Chip, thank you so much for being with us today.
1: Well, thank you both. I appreciate it. Yeah, it's a great pleasure.
2: Fascinating, isn't
1: it? it surely is. I mean, it's ancient and it's of the Lord. I mean, who doesn't want to know really? more about that?
2: Oh, really?
12: Maxwell, he was a runaway into rescue, of great disposition. About nine years ago he was scratching a lot and he started losing some hair. My vet, she says, Oh, he must be allergic to the chicken. Another vet says it's the grain. Third vet, she says it's the weather, something in the air. And then somebody said
10: D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E oh. dot <laughs>
12: I have been listening to see Dynavite ads, hearing about different stories of different people, and it just clicked. I got my first 90-day supply, and it took a grand total of two weeks. And the dog stopped itching. The hair stopped falling out.
10: Dynavite is nutrition.
12: And Maxwell loves it. Now he's close to
4: 10. And the Dynavite is a big part of Maxwell's diet. <laughs> Dynavite for life. You won't believe how
12: happy your dog will be.
14: And he's a spectacular
7: dog. D i n o b i t e well. dot com. You could win $12,000 towards a new vehicle for you and another 12000 for a hometown hero when you enter the Kindness Challenge. Go to wordfm.com to enter the Kindness Challenge today. That's wordfm.com.
1: I think it's fair to say that we live in very contentious times and I don't know about you. Of course, you, when you look at the sweep of history, we've been here before, but there's something about the age we live in now where people wear their wokeness or their outrage or whatever it is that they claim as their demeanor on their sleeve. And it is above all be all the most important thing in their lives.
2: Right. So people who say I'm a conservative or I'm a Trumper, or I'm a never-Trumper, or whatever it is, however people want to approach it, that's like their calling card. That's the environment that they see themselves in, the family that they say they come from, and the only community they want to be a part of.
1: Oftentimes, at the most important thing, which is all of us are children of God. I don't know about you, but getting a quality education, especially a Christ-centered education, is a very difficult thing in this day and age. That's why Kath and I are very happy our children have been at Grove City College. It's important to claim who you are, but more important to know that you're a child of God as you involve yourself in rigorous studies.
2: So when college students look at the world, is it just about being a conservative or being woke? Or is it about something bigger and broader and more important than that? One of the reasons that we love Grove City is because they look at the whole person. And so we ask you if you'd like to investigate a school that's going to train your child in something bigger and better, consider Grove
10: City, Gcc.ed.
3: Listen on your smart speaker, the Word FM app at wordfm.com. iHeart, in and on radio.com. In the car or at home, too, at 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh.
11: Clear skies expected for tonight with a low of 24. Tomorrow we'll see plenty of sunshine. Expect a high tomorrow of 56. Clear skies tomorrow night with a low of 30. Sunday will be mild with plenty of sunshine. Sunday expect a high of 62. Monday mild, plenty of sunshine, the high 63. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm forecaster Drew Shannon.
1: It's nice if you travel a lot and you get your frequent flyer miles. And occasionally, you know, you get a a free flight or some discount on a flight. Well, there's a woman uh, in Chicago who just, you know, she just circumvents all of that. She is notorious for evading airport security and sneaking aboard planes without a ticket. This woman, her name is Marilyn Hartman. She was arrested again this week in Chicago, days after she uh, was interviewed by a a TV news reporter, promising that all these escapades were behind her. Now, um, Marilyn Hartman is 69. She has been involved in at least 22 similar escapades of sneaking into airports, going somehow past the security at TSA checkpoints, and then going past deck agents, or I'm sorry, desk agents, and getting on airplanes, traveling to Copenhagen, Paris, and around the United States. More than 30 times, she says, she's been able to do this. Now, this past week when she was arrested, she was in a transitional facility where she was under probation for doing this a couple of years ago and still being held. As she uh, left this transitional facility and made her way to O'Hara Airport, the authorities realized that she was on the move so when she got to the airport her ankle bracelet which is able to track her sounded an alarm and she was arrested without incident as she was making her way into the airport is that wild or what
2: i mean it is i've read multiple stories about this woman um ms hartman And what I keep coming away first of all, is that um, she is a woman who has a mental illness and her caseworker has been involved and was interviewed, her attorney also, in the article saying that the the criminal justice system, like putting her in prison isn't going to help, right? Right. So there needs to be a better solution for her. But what I keep coming back to is how I think she gets away with this because she's just so normal looking, Mm -hmm. you know? She just looks like a regular person and she just walks past TSA agents and they just like
1: right. let her
2: go. Now she hasn't been, it's not like she gets past every TSA agent because she's been stopped, you know, multiple times, multiple times. But right? she
1: does have some success with this. She but says, she's
2: had a lot of success. She flew to London a couple years ago. I was reading an article in the New York Times that was, I think it was from 2018 about how she did it.
1: She's going to Copenhagen for goodness sake. She says this, she would evade security by quote, following someone. They would be carrying like a blue blue bag. bag. And the next thing I know, I get into the TSA line and the TSA lets me through. She said, they think I'm with the guy with the blue bag.
2: But here's my question. So first of all, that's crazy enough. Well, you know, if you've flown and you know what it's like to go through security, oh I cannot gosh, picture. It's... I cannot picture the fact that somebody could do that. But me too. How do you get on the plane?
1: I, you skirt by the. the, the okay, the, but the you know agent.
2: how how, eight, how narrow it is when you're getting on a plane. Yeah. Right. How are you skirting that? Mm-hmm. She, there has to be more to the story. She has to have a story. You know, she has to have a tale that she's telling to them or she has to have there has to be a whole thing that she's prepared with. I don't know how else you could possibly get on an airplane.
1: Yeah. Well, Especially
2: how would you know if the airplane was completely sold out or not?
1: No, you Just get on and sit down. Oh, yeah, it's my seat. OK, I'll move. who knows?
2: I mean, you know, when you're getting when you're going, you've got the the uh, before you go through the the gang. What do you call it? That's well, not the gangplank. What do you call that thing?
1: The walkway into the, the walkway. Yeah, I don't know.
2: There's a better That's word for it than that. Sure. Um, you have to show your ticket or your phone or whatever to even get on in there.
1: Right. I don't know. It's, it makes you say, oh, obviously, there's some holes in airport security, right? Of course, you know that as well.
6: Oh,
9: wow.
1: uh, This reminds me of a story of years ago. There's a guy in um, New York City who started uh, commandeering subway trains mm-hmm. like he was like 12 years old when he first started to do this he's been arrested multiple 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 times Dri- he knows his knowledge of the subway system is so intense right. he's driving passengers all over the city on these trains now, this guy this guy obviously like this woman some form of mental illness that compels right. you to do this he has done jail time and uh how do you address something like that? Very odd, very rare circumstances.
2: Okay, what about the movie, which is not based on mental illness? Oh, it's based on manipulation. Catch me if you can.
1: That's a I great mean, movie.
2: Isn't that story shocking?
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: That that guy was able to do that. <laughs>
1: How somebody long? reinventing themselves the thrill i think there's obviously yeah, yeah. thrill involved in yeah. this that i think
2: that's probably what links him and this woman miss hartman and the guy on the subway is that there's mm-hmm. some kind of high you get being able to do this i
1: guess so yeah i mean wouldn't it be nice to go to copenhagen for free and feeling as you're landing in there
2: yeah, See, no that wouldn't be fun at all because be the terrifying. whole time i'd be i'd be sure i was going to get found out that yep. sounds like a nightmare
1: i don't know she's got some chutzpah some confidence doesn't sure she does. Let us take a break. We come back. Our Friday feature every week. We go and look at the week in review. What was everybody talking about? What we liked? What hacked us off? What we watched? What we ate? That's next. The Ride Home.
3: 101.5 WORD.
4: You're listening now, so we know you're a fan of the radio station. I am a big fan. And we want you to know that we appreciate you. I'll give your number. That's why we've developed the Word FM Fan Club. It's free to join, and once you do, you can take part in exclusive surveys and contests. Yeah, I love contests. Special offers. Great giveaways. Discounts, freebies. I'd like to win one of these contests. Become a member today. Go to wordfm.com fanclub and sign up. We're big fans.
9: My name is Namritha Singh Gujral. I am a filmmaker and an immigrant. My film, America's Forgotten, uncovers the unintended consequences of a broken immigration system. The seven-year-old girl
4: died in the desert. This child came from the country of India.
9: I'm living in Tachar. I can go to the police. I never expected this journey would lead me to a truth that I never intended to find.
4: A great pillar of the community was killed by a man who had been deported at least twice. The public would be outraged if they knew the truth.
9: I found how much Americans are being lied to regarding our immigration policies at the border. My friends, my industry, even my family, all rallied against the final message of this film. All credits had to be hidden for fear of retribution if you care about the future of America, you should watch America's Forgotten.
7: For additional savings, enter promo code Pittsburgh at checkout at
1: SalemNow.com. Well, by now, you all heard me talk about MyPillow and how it's really a great, very comfortable pillow. They won't go flat. You can wash and dry them as many times as you want, and they maintain their shape, and they're made in the USA. Now, for a limited time, My Pillow is offering the premium My Pillows for the lowest price ever. You can get a queen-size premium MyPillow for $29.98. They are regularly $69.98. That's a $40 savings. Kings are only $5 more. All MyPillow products come with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener square, and use promo code WORD you'll also get deep discounts on all my pillow products including the Giza Dream bed sheets the my mattress topper and my pillow towel sets or call 800-391-0954 use promo code word or right now mypillow.com mypillow.com
0: it's been another week that means it's time for john and kathy's week in review what was everyone talking about this week well i believe those last
1: few days people have been talking about uh, the murders in atlanta mm-hmm. where eight people were killed um now there's been a lot of conversation about this. You know, are these hate crimes? Are Asian Americans being targeted? What about the the role of the church? The the young man who was the murderer, you know, was a quote sex addict, but he was also a committed Christian. All these different things that are moving on this story. Um, it's a heartbreak and it's it's fascinating as well. I'll say it. Uh, yeah, that's what I think people were talking about this past week, Kath.
2: Yeah, i say the same thing. Next.
0: What was a conversation that made you think? Uh, We
1: talked with uh, Dr. Charles Camosi earlier this week about um, a referendum uh, that was uh, asked to be passed called Dying with Dignity Canada. And it, it did pass. On Wednesday of this week, the Senate of Canada accepted the government's response to approve its amendments of... People who would like to pass away, control their own destiny. The changes mean that Canadian citizens no longer must have a reasonably foreseeable death in order to be eligible for medical assistance in dying. Um, It passed by a wide margin. And this is essentially state sponsored euthanasia for individuals who are not ill and are seeking to end their lives. Tough.
2: Uh, This was hard for me. There were so many. Um, I think I'm going to go with Monday at 440. Stephanie Scaletti joined us as part of our series on survivor stories. And she just told her own, you know, particular tale of being a 19 year old college student, just feeling a little sick. And, you know, within a week's time ends up finding out that she has an aggressive form of leukemia and um, her whole life just changed like that. Um, incredibly strong woman from a strong family, uh, a great support system around her. Um, It's been 15 years since then, and she's doing great. But just hearing her story, hearing the organization that she has started um, to specifically support young adults who've been diagnosed with cancer, it was just really, it was inspiring. It was touching. It made me really admire her. And just, um, it's, it's an awesome thing, the, the challenges that people are faced with, and amazing to see them come out the other side.
1: Yeah, and of course, uh, I'm glad you bring this up because we're doing something, having the same conversation that goes on, Survivor Stories, WordFM.com. You can find more about that. If you're a cancer survivor, we'd love to hear your story. So uh, WordFM.com at Survivor Stories. What did you eat?
2: I decided that I was annoyed with myself, John. Why is that? Well, because, you know, salads are a big thing in my life. I really like to make salads. I like to make salad dressing. It's like my favorite, like, portion of the meal to mess around with. Things have gotten stale. They just had. I was same
1: doing old, the same, same old,
2: same old, same old. So I broke out this week on Monday and I went to the store and I decided to buy what I have named theatrical greens.
1: Whoa. What's that mean?
2: That just means a lot of weirdo things. Like I'm not, not doing the lettuce. I'm not doing the Romaine. I have some of that, but no, I'm doing the watercress. I'm going for the endive. I'm going for the Belgian endive. I'm going for the, the dandelion greens. Nice.
1: Nice. The butter. You do the butter. Uh, I love
2: butter. Listen, me I love the butter lettuce. Are you kidding me? That's so delicious. Yeah. So I, so each night this week, I did a different concoction with a different salad dressing. People. Really? I feel like I'm new.
1: I like this. Just in time for spring, the recommitment to salad. Very I love exciting. It. It's very radical of you. All right. Well, you know, I, I've talked about this before. I, I don't know. I think this is just, you know, being locked up for so long. You get a taste for things. Yeah. So a couple of weeks ago, I had a taste for what well, I have a taste for Burger King right i had a taste for burger cake i went out to the studio this past week
9: mm-hmm.
1: you know what i had a taste for fong house uh, i was driving out there and i was like nice. you know i haven't eaten anything i'm gonna go there's this little chinese restaurant it's a it chinese super takeout. small chinese it's just takeout there's no seats in the place and uh mike and i've been there any number of times i went in there it was like eight o'clock at night i got myself some chicken and broccoli with an egg roll man I'll did it, it hit the spot? Oh, I, I had a taste for something and I ate it and it felt good. Fong May house out there in green tree. Fabulous. Good stuff.
0: What did you watch?
2: Oh, okay. So I, I'm sort of watching the show this week. It's kind of unusual. It's, it's a BBC show. Yeah. Um, it's called new tricks and it's probably a good 10 years old um but it's just streaming on Amazon in uh just started maybe last 2 weeks ago mm-hmm. and it's a, it, it i mean it's a it's a cop drama um but you know as the BBC does it it's like a little better yeah. than the way we do it here in America and it's the story of a woman who is um who's like the head of a team of people that's advertising that's, that's investigating cold case crimes. And this is what's, what's entertaining about it is that she's maybe, I don't know, 40 years old, but all of the men who are on her team are all retirees. Okay. Who she has brought back because of their knowledge of these old cases. And so she being 40 years old has to work with these guys who are, you know, 60, 70, whatever it is. And it's, it's kind of amusing, but it's also so well acted. I'm, I'm, kind of taken with it it's really? called new
1: tricks new tricks Just what's it started. streaming on
2: yeah it's streaming on amazon
1: very nice new tricks
2: bbc
9: all
1: right uh, to be honest I, i'm gonna do a little wiggle here mm-hmm. it's not what i've been watching this past week it's what i've been listening to <gasps> um i've I, as i've been exercising mm-hmm. i've been listening to podcasts yeah and uh i really haven't watched the whole heck of a lot this week i've been listening so you know um the granddaddy of all podcasts, I believe, at least here in the US is uh, something called This American Life. Mm-hmm. It's been around. This is hard to believe. It's been around for 25 years. Is that right? Yeah. And um, I love it. I mean, it's so well yeah, done. I love it, too. it covers any you know variety of things. So I've been listening to this American life I've been listening to uh, 99 cent invisible've
2: 99 percent invisible mm-hmm. I love that
1: that's a great I mean so there's so much to listen to I, I can't believe you know that here I am on terrestrial radio and I'm giving a thumbs up to podcasting but I, I do appreciate it it's just I, who doesn't love to hear great stories well told
2: yeah so and and if you didn't hear any of today's program don't forget about our podcast available where you get your podcast
1: very nice okay that's what I've not been watching what hacked you off? per diem (laughs) per diem per diem the state legislatures and those massive amounts of how many how many hundreds and hundreds of state reps do we have here in pa
2: oh like i don't even know the number it's like
1: 500 something 400 plus but let's just oh hey guys hey put your number down on a piece of paper and submit it and we'll give you some money back
10: Right.
2: And, and do that while, you know, vast swaths of cit- the citizenry in Pennsylvania is unemployed, right, or has had their living completely snatched away from them because Boy. of COVID. But you guys, because you get to work from home, you can just pick up a per diem if you need to drive more than 50 miles and don't keep track of your receipts because that's Damn. not important. And they charged the Pennsylvania citizenry, I'm going to use the word again, almost a million dollars for that. While Just we're in the in midst one of a year. pandemic
1: and, and no one's going anywhere, but these guys apparently are doing takeout and Get traveling back and forth. And I mean, that's a nice gig, isn't Get it? Out of here. The elected class are very special people yeah, no way kidding. better than you and I, the elected class.
0: What was the best news you heard this week?
2: The first day of spring is tomorrow and I'm going to Phipps.
0: Oh, that's very good.
1: news.
2: The spring flower show was not, A thing that actually happened if you remember last Mm -hmm. year at this time now with with my friends from high school my four intrepid best friends from high school we've gone to see the spring flower show at phipps for over two decades never missed a year Mm -hmm. until last year so tomorrow
1: we return oh my goodness gracious watch out ladies here they come right uh best news i heard this week listen they're lower in the age. You just heard the epidemiologist Rick Zimmerman talk about this. The spigot is open. Baby, I'm getting a shot. Nice. Let's go. Let's nice. get on with this thing. Okay? okay. Holy smokes. I've had enough of this. Let's go out there, people, and get strong and healthy
0: and be part of life again. All right? And What's in, in like? closing, you two have anything meaningful for us?
2: Well, I got to say, you know, John and I don't talk about our spouses very much on the show because, you know, they have their own lives and they don't need to be the, they don't don't need to be, they don't need to be the fodder for our talk show. But (laughs) yesterday was my husband's birthday. And I just have to say, I'm married to the most excellent human being. I mean, you know, it's our first year as empty nesters and, you know, that could be a complete disaster. It Mm -hmm. is with the time. I just have to say every single darn day of my life. I am grateful for who I married. I mean, he's very funny. He's incredibly talented. He's giving and kind and skilled and all those things. And I just have to say, I love him.
1: Very nice. Happy Happy birthday,
2: birthday, Eric Emmons.
1: Very nice. Uh, I've been uh, in the book of John this week. I'll just Mm. uh, read this. This is John 531. If I testify about myself, my testimony is not true there is another who testifies on my behalf and i know that his testimony to me is true you sent messengers to john and he testified to the truth not that i accept such human testimony but i say these things so that you may be saved he was a burning and shining lamp and you were willing to joy rejo- and you were willing to rejoice for a while in his light but i have a testimony greater than john's the work that the father has given me to complete the very works that i am doing Testify on my behalf that the Father has sent me, and the Father who sent me has himself testified on my behalf. You've never heard his voice or seen his form, and you do not have his word abiding in you, because you do not believe him whom he has sent. You search the scriptures because you think that in them you have eternal life, and it is they that testify on my behalf. Yet you refuse to come to my to me to have life. I do not accept glory from human beings, but I know that you do not have the love of God in you. I've come into my Father's name, and you do not accept me. If another comes in his own name, you will accept him. It's been a long time, hasn't it? And that's John and Kathy's Week in review.
7: Why a classical Christian education? Because kids learn differently at different ages. Through grammar, we grasp the building blocks of knowledge. Logic teaches how those building blocks relate. Then rhetoric helps us communicate what we know. For over 50 years, Trinity Christian School has intentionally applied this classical approach to education with great success. It's just one reason why they're consistently ranked among the top K-12 schools in Allegheny County. Trinity Christian School at trinitychristian.net.
5: This is good news, maybe exactly when you need it to. Right now, MediShare is waiving their new member fees. This could save you money on top of all that you'll save each month by becoming a member of MediShare. So many people are looking for a health care solution right now, seeing the cost of COBRA plans, for instance, and MediShare is the affordable alternative to health insurance. The typical family saves $500 a month You might save even more. MediShare is a Christian community that shares each other's healthcare costs. And because of the current economic situation, they're making it easier than ever. Apply by March 31st. You can save an additional $170 on your first month. I'll give you the number here in a second. And if you call, you can get a price within two minutes. Just tell them the promo code SHARE to receive your additional savings. Maybe now is the time to make the switch like more than 400,000 people already have and start saving. Here it is. Call 844-57-BIBLE. That's 844-57-BIBLE. 844-57-BIBLE.
7: When the earth stands between you and a finished project, you need E&K Excavation. Whether you have to dig it, grade it, drain it, prep it, stabilize it, shape it, clear it, or dispose of it, E&K Excavation has over 100 years of combined experience and a fleet of heavy equipment to help you bend it to your will. They can handle any size project for your home or business. Providing quality results on time and on budget. For a free quote, visit ekexcavation.com. They'll move the earth for you at ekexcavation.com. Welcome back to Customize and Save
4: with Liberty Mutual Insurance Company—the game show where you only pay for what you need. And we're out of time. Only pay for what you need at libertymutual.com.
0: Liberty, liberty, liberty,
10: liberty.
7: For cancer patients, being a survivor doesn't begin at remission; it begins at diagnosis. Word FM presents survivor stories. Stories of hope, of faith, and courage. In the words of patients and caregivers who are living through cancer together. Share your story at WordFM.com. Survivor Stories. Sponsored in part by Young Adult Survivors United and Geneva College. Details at WordFM.com.
3: What
4: if there was one place, one app, one website, where you could find all the great Christian radio stations and programs in America, all in one place? Finally, ChristianRadio.com exists. Find 101.5 WORD there, and many others, and the ministries you trust and love. The highest standards are met here, family-friendly, inspiring, with a Christian worldview. It's all here on your computer and on your mobile device. Find us now at ChristianRadio.com.
2: Mr. Jean Dolores Schmidt is Loyola University's 101-year-old chaplain. And what? of course, yes, she's a hundred and one years old. She's the chaplain for Loyola, and of course, their most loyal fan up until the time the pandemic started. She attended just about every game in person now back in 2018 is the first time I ever heard of sister Jean um that's because Loyola ended up in the elite eight that year and then of course everyone started you know looking at interesting stories and she was the most interesting story that you could possibly find and you know one of her friends sister Mary Fran recalled an event not long after 2018 where people were coming up to her and saying can I have a selfie would you call my four-year-old on the phone She said, people just throng around Sister Jean. They just want to be with her. So there are three women, Garrity, McLaughlin, and Sister Jean. They're all retired sisters with the Sisters of Charity of the Blessed Virgin Mary, and they have been close friends for 50 years. So if that is not the greatest story, but let me just say that um, I saw here who Sister Jean thinks is going to make the final four.
6: Oh,
1: she's got her selections in.
2: Yeah, she has her selections in. I'm looking uh-huh. at it. Okay. So she's got, uh looks like she's got Gonzaga.
1: Of course. Everybody yeah.
2: does. She's got BYU. Mm-hmm. She's got Baylor. Mm-hmm. And she's got WVU, John.
3: Does so she, Sister
2: that? Jean and us, we're working in the same thing. Nice. uh The final game, though, she has Gonzaga-Baylor. And she does have Gonzaga as the winner.
3: Uh-huh. Okay.
1: <laughs> it seems to be everyone's choice, right? So, Well, they haven't uh, lost. So no, those kind of, right. you know basketball this weekend how many games are on tap college basketball you think
2: 60 or something crazy there's a lot
1: so yeah wall (laughs) to wall you know so if you're a basketball fan this is like you know heaven for you and if you're a long suffering non sports fan, well you know, you got other choices, do you not? Listen, it's gonna be a beautiful weekend. You got any outdoor plans? Mike, Cap? Well,
2: i, I told I already told you I'm going to Phipps and I'm gonna oh, walk around right. Oakland tomorrow. We're gonna it's gonna be nice. a terrific day.
1: Mike, any home repairs on the on the horizon? I am, you actually, doing? I'm
3: working on a shed this weekend. So
1: are you? Yes. All
2: right. You're
1: building a shed. Painting it
2: actually. Painting it. Oh Mike. All All right.
1: Shed painting. Can't Good. Wait, I'm I putting like it a but grill. You I've got a grill going, man. Nice. A brand new grill. Oh.
0: Yeah, that's good stuff.
1: Have a great weekend. Thanks for being with us. God willing, we'll see you Monday. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, a production
0: of Salem Media Group.